It's important to, to give a good context in, in the first few slides. Well, it's <laughs> going to get nerdy for sure. <laughs> you don't have to be an expert to be giving presentation. Giving presentation is what actually makes you the expert. It's actually an interesting case study for this notion of sustainable innovation and how do you pull that off, and that's team time. Welcome to the Ball.com Tech Lab podcast. Let's talk about being inspired and inspire others, sharing great stories and experiences learning from each other and grow your network. Let's talk conferences. Yes, Peter Paul, but first I have to do something else. Oh no. Yes, yes, it's the 25th episode of the podcast. So congratulations. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> to you too. Thank <laughs> you very much. Okay. Yeah, so let's talk conferences. Um, yeah, it's great to be at, uh, at conferences and learn from others. And that's why we have the opportunity uh, to join conferences that fit your personal development. But it's not only about attending conferences. A couple of years ago, I joined the Velocity Conference and two of our colleagues presented our Man on the Moon project. And it made me really proud to be there. So at the beginning of this year, I was asked to present at the, the SR Vision about reliability. And besides the fact that it made me quite nervous, it was exciting as well. It really asked for more. And that's what we do with Embol.com. We are challenged to present our stories in and outside Bob.com. Inside Bob.com, we have our Great Spaces Summit, but outside, it's even more challenging. Let's talk about a conference of five days, over 200 speakers and sessions, and over 3,200 attendees. And our three guests present there, and they share their road to DevOps. Yeah, so uh, our speakers at DevOps uh, will be uh, Tom Stupker. He's a software engineer, and uh, yeah, since it's also his second uh, presence, uh, he's also a friend of the show. Uh, yeah, great to be back. <laughs> it's always good to Welcome. be Welcome. Yeah, so you have a presentation about uh, scaling sustainable innovation through team autonomy. Yes. So, uh, sounds already interesting. And we'll finish all the speakers uh, first now. So then we have uh, uh, Raul also. He's a, a designer of backend systems. He will be presenting on uh, Bold.com and the Accelerated Legacy Challenge. So that also sounds interesting. <laughs> um, and then we have uh, René uh, Kroon. Yeah, again, also a software engineer, friend of the show, because it's also his uh, second appearance. And he will be presenting about redesigning for the cloud, a real-life example of horizontal scaling. And uh, yeah, if you listen to the previous episodes, uh, that uh, might sound uh, familiar to you. And if you didn't hear it already, uh, check it, please. So welcome, great to have you here. So it's, yeah, we looked up a, a picture of uh, of the uh, the uh, 3,200 attendees in the in that room. You won't be all that in the room, but and did it did it scare you? Some of you, the uh, many attendees. Yeah, I think uh, if they put the lighting lighting properly, you're just most, mostly blinded, so you wouldn't okay. realize <laughs> how many people there are until like you're finished. But yeah, then you're uh, like a, a rabbit or something, watching, staring these headlights of a car, right? Yeah, that's the ideal scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Raoul? <laughs> yeah, because my talk is smaller, so actually, I, I I think the big auditorium is much less scary than the small room, because like Rene say, then in the big podium you are anonymous but in the, the small one you really see them and you really have to make contact with them mm -hmm. so and that's always a scary okay. <laughs> okay so how did your um uh yeah road to devox start how did you uh, like uh, peter shared his story about uh, he being on stage uh, at the conference how did it start for you uh Rol? 
Uh, well, I have been facing legacy essentially since I started at Ball.com, working with Don Ellie, and mm-hmm. I have actually facing legacy before in financial services. And somehow I thought we do it good at Ball.com. I was already thinking about um, making a talk about what we do with mm-hmm. Don very often, Don Ellie. Yeah. And then it comes Leon Cole that says like you get a Tony Chocoloni and I say okay, this I'd say to Don, <laughs> what about that? Yeah. So we do that, and he say like. You make an abstract, I will support you. Okay. <laughs> we did it. We never expected to get accepted, uh, and we got. Okay, very cool. And for you, Rene, it's a similar story? or uh, No, for me, it started from uh, from my own experience. So uh, it, uh, if you listen to the previous episode, and you know that we were working on scaling and cloud, yeah. uh, and I was very passionate about it, and I wanted to share it. So uh, I first shared it internally at our own conference. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to give it a go, and uh, uh, it got accepted. So uh, here we go. Okay, cool. <coughs> and Tom, yeah, I um, uh, so prior prior to actually uh, working for Bold.com, I've mm-hmm. been I've done some presentations. I did uh, some uh, a Google I/O extended event in the mm-hmm. U.S. Uh, as well as some other um, similar sized events. And then um, yeah, similar to Renee, where it really then truly started here was uh, passion and. Having having an opportunity to work uh, with technologies, I found super interesting mm-hmm. in in cloud on a more or less a greenfield project, yeah. where auto scaling was a major factor and a lot of other cool things, and started presenting what we were working on internally, mm-hmm. and then yeah, Leon uh, effectively reached out and said, hey, we have this uh, we have this slot that uh, I think this you know this kind of talk could could really fit well in. And yeah, um, I didn't even know that Tony Chocoloni was on the uh, was on the menu, man. So I signed up for cheap. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really didn't. So I, my, my speaker fees are quite. Uh, you know, yeah, I, so, I shouldn't so Leon, that, if you're listening, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom still see the, yeah, deserves the, the Tony Chocoloni. Yeah, sea salt, you know, sea salt. <laughs> I can pick it up for you if yeah. you want. Oh wow! Oh no! Don't <laughs> let him pick it up. Don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you no. don't receive anything. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, you said Raul, uh, the, the question for uh, abstracts was uh, was there. What is the timing? DevOps starts at the fourth of November. Mm-hmm. How many months up front do you uh, sign up for it? Wow, I don't remember. I, I know it was before the summer, and I and I noticed that because of Leon call, and it took quite some time because actually we we heard when did we hear something like one month ago. I, I was totally almost forgotten, and suddenly I got it. I had to change my holidays and stuff like that because we, say, oh, we, we didn't get accepted. And then suddenly an email came, I think beginning of September. Hey, you are accepted. I was like, wow. So it's, it started, I would say, June. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a little, uh, it's a matter of persistence. So you have to know when your basically favorite conferences are or when you want to present. And then roughly six months in advance, you can... Uh, well, you can already submit or at least find out when uh, the submissions open. Yeah. So uh, luckily we have somebody in our organization that uh, that pings uh, everybody every now and then that there's another, it's time again for another round of uh, proposals. So that really helps. So and then you uh, do your proposal and then you wait and you get uh, accepted. And well, if that's the beginning of September, then you have still two months, easy going. How does that work? What, what do you do? Uh, Oh, for my, for me, sorry, for me, it was not easy going because it was like <laughs> it, has, it has been quite. Some, it, we have been in the last week since September. We have been meeting with Le, with Ton every week because for us is we do it. 
And when you tell it in bold.com, it's kind of easy because people know the LSM, people know what we do. And we have been having a lot of talks. It's like, so what are we doing, Ton? How, how do we face out those legacy systems? I mean, I think until last week is that I, I got the first structured presentation. I said, okay, we can talk this. Yeah, so I already had a presentation that I need to shorten a little bit. So uh, I'm procrastinating over that. And uh, uh, it will get done in time. But yeah, I'm trying to uh, delay my uh, edit uh, work. Yeah, and I, I guess for me it was uh, similar uh, to bo to both uh, to both answers. Is that you know this the the most of what I'll be presenting on from a from a technical perspective is what I've been working on. Mm -hmm. So it's quite fresh and quite fresh and quite uh, uh, something I'm like actively energetic about. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a lot of the structured content is already in four or five smaller presentations that were given in different contexts within Bull.com. So. Um, well, I wouldn't consider it procrastinating. I'm still putting the final touches, <laughs> I should say. Uh, the final touch. So, yeah, getting the getting the polish. Um, but uh, for me, the, the largest challenge with these kind of things are, um, especially when you are in front of a technical audience, I know for me, I always enjoy seeing demos or, you know, abstracts and abstractions are, are interesting and mm -hmm. they can – they can provide informative insight and direction, mm -hmm. but it's always interesting. It's like, okay, so that sounded like magic, you know? And so for me, it's, uh, I, at least in this presentation, the largest challenge is how do you stay captivating? Yeah. How do you stay interesting? Mm -hmm. And then like write some code in front of people, you know? Yeah, so, so doing some demoing, yeah, showing them uh, exactly how it's done and get them in that way really engaged and also, uh, yeah, giving them like the confidence that, what you're telling them is actually true and can be done, and yeah, it's not exactly. just magic. Uh, and and I think and I've seen and I've seen some presentations where there was a lot of code being written, mm -hmm. but I was getting a little drowsy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just it becomes it becomes overload where mm -hmm. too much, too much. Where yeah. it's like great, like wow, that's super interesting, but I don't even I got lost after line two of that of that code snippet. You know, so it's that balance of mm -hmm. trying to stay energetic and keep like the general principles of presenting captivating, mm -hmm. but then also like, well, okay, well, this is actually how you configure auto, uh, a horizontal pod autoscaler, yeah. you know? And, yeah. you know, so how do you, uh, that's to me has been the most interesting part to try to piece together for this. Okay. And did you come up with some tricks to do that in the, in the, the that you could share? For, uh, yeah. Well, one, um, I think that this is one place where, and I'm, I've, uh, as we were kind of joking before the conversation, I have some experience in entertainment and playing music and stuff. Um, but, and I've, and because of that, I think I've been able to somewhat improvise mm -hmm. larger yeah. segments of previous presentations just because I was so fresh on the topic. Yeah. But when you start introducing demos, the one, the, I would say, I guess two things to give you a concrete answer. One is you really have to rehearse. Yeah. Like you actually have to coordinate it. Mm -hmm. And the other is, making sure that the coordination from a viewer perspective uh, is seamless. Yeah. And I've seen some presentation slides where there's like code editors in the slide, mm -hmm. which can be cool. Um, but for the for what I'll be doing, because it'll be a mix of code, it'll be a mix of Kubernetes configuration, yeah. it'll be a mix. I'm actually, the, the trick will be to have uh, not fall into the pits of running your uh, PowerPoint in full-on presentation mode. Okay. Because if you do that, it kind of hijacks your entire computer and using multi-desktops becomes difficult. Yeah. So effectively having the PowerPoint full screen center, having CodePad full screen off to the right, <laughs> and CodePad 2 full screen off to the left. 
So then you can get a nice, at least on a MacBook, the nice three-finger swipe. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm talking and I'm talking, and then it's just a gesture to pull up a code pad, mm-hmm. which then isn't bound to the presentation environment. So kind of a long answer, but yeah, rehearse and make sure the code and the presentation uh, applications yeah. you're using can yeah. seamlessly interact. Yeah. And, and for your presentation, Tom, I, I saw in the schedule, uh, you're talking like 15 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. that's quite a while. So you already said, okay. I mean, I was just talking for a while, so I already can, you know what I mean? Like this answer already <laughs> took basically 50 minutes, so I think. No, but that's, that's yeah. a great question. So yeah, I think what's cool about having a little bit of extra time, I think it really warrants then diving in deep. And, and kind of the, the theme of my presentation um, is, yeah, this notion of sustainable innovation and, and how can that be achieved and what does that mean? So, uh, and one, I, one thing that I think uh, Bull.com is, it has done incredibly well and still being somewhat of uh, actually into my first year as an employee mm-hmm. here, uh, Bull.com predates Twitter. You know, predates Facebook actually. When you think about 1999, 98, when as the launch, mm-hmm. and to see a tech company that is, has this sustainable growth over these years, with the number of companies that have ballooned and then faded away, I think that's a really interesting thing to examine. And how do you stay innovative? Because we still have to maintain a certain edge of competition mm-hmm. while growing our team, growing our customer base. And so, what I've seen uh, at Bull.com, I find is outside of being a really cool place to work at for me, I think is actually an interesting case study for this notion of sustainable innovation and how do you pull that off? And that's team autonomy. Uh, so the operational model we've adopted here, it seems. And so, yeah, so trying to this, this conversation within those 50 minutes will be to tying together that notion and then, at, then using code demos to say like, okay, well, now that we have autonomy as engineers at bull.com, this is what my team did to, to solve this problem. And so it always ties back to the business. It's not just some nerdy demo. At least that's going to be how I'm going to be trying. There'll be nerdy yeah, yeah. parts yeah. in it, right? Yeah. Well, it's going to get nerdy for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and for you guys, it's the other way around. You, you have the challenge that uh, you're in a 15 minutes uh, presentation. So you have to really think, okay, what, what, is the, uh, what is the presentation? What is key? What do I want to share? So how did you attack that one, uh, Rene? Yeah, so uh, I think it's important to, to give a good context in, in the first few slides. So um, the context is purely like business-wise or it's not technical. It just shows uh, where this thing is applied so that it makes sense. And then uh, I guess uh, the actual technical deep dive uh, will just be a summary. And then I can go straight to the basically the takeaways for what people can do themselves. So for me, it's important to uh, give people some some pointers or whatever, so that they can uh, uh, walk out of the talk and, and do something themselves. You, you will trigger them with uh, with these ideas? Uh, yeah, I will give uh, them some uh, examples that they can try out later. And uh, I guess that way uh, the 15 minutes is well spent. You just like a short introduction. Hey, if you want to tackle this problem, try this out. Uh, I g- I'll give you some uh, pointers, like three or five, and then off you go, basically. Yeah. And for you, Raul? Also, yeah. I think you're also on a 15-minute schedule, right? Yeah, I'm on a 15-minute yeah. schedule, so it really requires some preparation. Mm-hmm. And what I use is, well, I do storytelling outside of work, so what I did is, I start with a story. Is this a story that I would like to hear? Nice. Yeah. And I do what is called sometimes, I structure first my storyline in seven points, and if I look at them, it's like, if I would have to just say those seven points, would this be interesting? Would I like to hear that? Mm-hmm. That's how I start, and I, in more particulars, I always try to start with why, how, and what, 
because my presentation is architecture, pretty conceptual. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the chance to get technical. So I really have to try to, I focus a lot in the motivation is one of the key elements of my talks is they have to think different. This is a different thing. And I stress that. And we had many ideas with Ton and, and we had to kill a lot of our darlings because we only <laughs> have 15 minutes. And we said, okay, we're going to do this. That, that's how I structure it. And then... Yeah. Killing your darlings. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's has been... Yeah. Which one was the most difficult to, to kill or to say goodbye to? Which, which did you really want to tell something about? Yeah, well, it just my, don't fit. In, in, in my one, the, the one that I like the most, I work in the offer domain and I really like how we have been working the, the, the offer flow, how offers get into bold.com mm-hmm. and eventually get into the selling channels and how we have been working with Oracle and we have this kind of monolithing between Pause and then mm-hmm. we move to Opera with Postgres and we have a Slee with Mongo. And I think this is just such an interesting, nice architecture. Mm-hmm. But we were looking, it's like, yeah, in order to understand this, it's like, this makes no sense unless you see the context that we mm-hmm. are working, that is, we, we are facing out legacy systems. This is all in the context of moving to a service-oriented architecture. And then I have one minute to talk about that. I, I did not kill it properly, but I would have oh. much. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have liked to spend way more time talking about that because that's what I do every day, like getting the legacy out and putting this new architecture and the empowering nice. that we do of teams. But we thought with, with yeah, the, the general process, how we handle our legacy is way much valuable mm-hmm. and easy to understand for other people than the particular cases of our internal ball.com architecture. Yeah. Okay. Hey, to do some marketing, can you give a sneak peek of your story that, that People know, okay, I have to go to that uh, presentation. Who wants to start? Yeah, if you go back a few episodes on the podcast, you can uh, well, you basically get a pretty good idea of what's going on. But then uh, uh, if you attend in real life, you can ask me questions about how it's working out. You see the slides. How it applies to your situation. <laughs> yeah, and you see all the slides. Yeah, so that's about the redesign for the cloud, a real-life example of horizontal scaling. So you dive into the, the, the items with the, the images, uh, getting them via the URL fetcher, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, getting uh, images into bold.com from our different suppliers and doing so uh, in a way that is no longer broken. Yeah. Cool. And Raúl, I think my pitch will be: innovation is important, but unless you take care of your legacy, it will come back to haunt you. This is a story of how we do that by bold.com. Yeah, and mine is interestingly enough, kind of a mix of, of, of my esteemed colleagues here because looking from an engineering perspective, uh, as a single engineer's perspective, how a company has moved sustainably through their growth mm-hmm. and then dropping down low level and busting out some code and talking about Kubernetes um, and performance in the cloud. So if you're interested in sustainably innovating and then how that can be done with, with cloud, that's more or less my pitch. <laughs> Yeah, and you're on the Friday on stage, uh, 1035, uh, I see it. So that's uh, something to note in your agenda. <laughs> yep. The last day. Bring, bring your coffee, you know. Strong <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> coffee. We're going to dive right in Friday morning, you know. <laughs> cool. Yeah, René is on on Thursday, <laughs> and uh, the last uh, Raoul is already on Wednesday. So that's uh, also something to, to keep in mind. Hey, guys, when you 
prepare. Uh, when I did it uh, uh, and I'm in the, in the conference, I cannot listen to the, the talks that are going on until I have my own talk. And then after that, I'm relieved and I'm done. How's that with, with you? How do you nerve handling? Uh, how, do you, how do you prepare for such a thing? Yeah, I think it's it's fair to say that uh, my mind will be occupied until my own presentation has been done. But for yeah. me, it's mostly on the day itself. So uh, I guess I can enjoy a uh, role on Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thursday will be a slight blackout until uh, after my presentation. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's okay to focus on your own presentation because basically you're giving a presentation to a, a few hundred people. So, uh, yeah, it's fair if, uh, if you give some time to that and then... Uh, might skip uh, one or two other presentations just to make sure that you have a start fresh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Focused. Yeah. And you, Raoul? Yeah, for me, yes, I, I always find that the stepping into the podium is always a, a stressful situation for me. Uh, and the challenge is, is to get in there in such a state of mind that once I'm in the podium, I can transform into into presenter mode. I'm usually not the one jumping all over the place telling people what to do, but that's the key to do when you jump into the podium. You, you say you switch into presenter mode? Yeah, you will. What you do you do? What? <laughs> uh, what, you, what will I do is, I have never really seen me very change into presenter mode, but that's what people usually say. It's like you, you, you jump around, but you are still on the quiet side, but once you're in the podium, it's like this is. You're there. I'm there. It's like to be present and really looking at the audience and making connections. It's like to start talking like that and really focusing on that. Getting this presentation mode is, is what always makes me nervous. Because I know if I can get in there, I know that I can deliver a, a good presentation. And I'm always afraid of the, of the blackout. That you come into the podium and it's, fuck, what I have to do. This always stresses me. It's, it's, it's like... I have to breathe out before getting into the podium, prepare, stuff like that. So, yeah, Tom, Tom, is that something you can bring from your experience as an entertainment in, in music that you had the blackout thing or is it? Yeah, um, may, yes and no. I think, I think in the context of uh, these professional and, and, and technical uh, presentations, for me it's about uh, realizing that, you know, it's, it's kind of this humility thing, and that's what helps me just get up there and do whatever is needed to convey a concept because I'll be pre presenting in front of a room full of very, very intelligent people who in many cases probably even know the topic I'm talking about better than I do. And so the hope is that at least from the experience that I have, from the context that I'm thinking about it, mm -hmm. at, at a minimum case – at least it's like, oh wow, okay, cool. I, you know, I can I can take what this guy's saying and maybe run with it. Or like, ah, cool. I'm, you know, sounds like a smart guy, but I already knew this stuff. And and then for me, when those are kind of the the realization, or worst case, someone walks out, as Renee mentioned before the conversation. But uh, you know, in that case, you know, I guess it's uh, for me, it's yeah. I'm just another engineer with some with some experience that that may be useful. And uh, then in that case, there's really no pressure. You know, it's okay. just like. Yeah, I have to keep that in mind next time I'm <laughs> on stage. <laughs> Not that I'm an engineer, but the, the, well, the, the yeah, idea is good. Well, yeah, you're just you know a professional. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So already we, we we talked about the fact that uh, within Bob.com we say okay, you get a Tony Chocoloni if you uh, uh, sign up for this uh, for and uh, to talk at a conference. So that's already cool. But what is 
that cool to, to present during uh, during a uh, summit or a conference. Yeah. I, th I think one of the, the coolest things that I've, uh, even even not knowing about the Tony Chocolani, as I mentioned earlier, um, one of the coolest rewards I've actually already gotten, kind of, it was like kind of an upfront payment, and that was just uh, uh, time to prepare um, and, and being okay, able yeah. to, uh, you know, I have a lot of ideas. The current applications and platforms we're working on are moving forward really well. But there's always that moment, especially right now in the current project I'm working on, where it'd be like, oh, I have all these ideas and I know how to execute, but we're going to have to put them on our tech debt backlog. But what this presentation has allowed me to do in some ways is look at these concepts, analyze where they've been succeeding in the current environment, but also these like, oh, I want to do them. I've been able to do them to prepare for this presentation. So it's been kind of cool to just be able to have a little bit of time that the company sees as valuable to deliver a good presentation mm -hmm. to just do some research, get, get up to speed on stuff that I'm already executing on, but, you know, sharpen those skills even more. So the presentation comes across yeah. as something I would be interested in even, you know, so just the, yeah, the upfront time to dig in deep has been really valuable. I, I never realized that. Did you, but Paul, that, that, that it's also giving you this research time that, and it, 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 so it adds yeah. also to your job. It, it, um, yeah, I've been, Presenting like for example at Oracle World, Code Motion and stuff, and yeah, because you need the the, the 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 preparation. At least I needed it because yeah, there were things that I was working on, but I still had to do, yeah, dive in and yeah, at least for myself had the, the confidence or the feeling that I was yeah master of the subject in a way, and and yeah, I had to dive into that. So I had to spend it, and yeah, that that makes you kind of own the story and yeah, invest that and yeah. In most cases, that also yeah gives you the opportunity to to yeah then again from that knowledge uh, yeah deliver a next project or a next feature or next whatever in in a better faster way. So that, yeah. Nice. Yeah. for you tonight, the, the uh, yeah, something to present. Yeah. Something that I find uh, uh, yeah interesting is that uh, usually after the talk you can walk up to the speaker and have like a, a good discussion on a topic. And uh, this time I'm the speaker. So for me, the roles are a bit reversed, and I hope that it will lead to some very like interesting conversations on the topics that I'm working on and that I'm passionate about. And I guess that's uh, a nice uh, bonus for being at a conference. And this is also an invitation to the people who will be, uh, be there to come up to you and actually talk to you about it, because that would, for you, also benefit you, because then you would also learn just from the discussion with these people, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and yeah, the format is pretty much people go up to the speaker and not, uh, well, sometimes they talk a bit with each other, but uh, yeah, uh, I hope to, to have some interesting conversations and just learn more just there on the spot, just because I was on stage 15 minutes before. Yeah, yeah. cool. And you, I think also like the, the having to stop a little bit to reflect is on how are we doing things because a lot of my work is about advising people how to how to get things done. It's like I design mm -hmm. more in the architectural side. And it has been getting externalized things that I know and I think it's actually nice to see how oh this is what I do. This is how I how we can share stories and I, I usually say it's not that difficult and then once you put it in paper it's like really because it's not that difficult because we have a process. We have thinking about that. Sometimes you are so focused on delivering and stuff like that that you forget to step a little bit back and then try to put it on paper or put it in a presentation. So 
I have like that. It's like, for instance, the talks that I have been having with Tom Ellie about this. I, I have learned so much about Ball.com because, you know, Tom has been about here around. He has faced out all those systems. And I have been enjoying a lot of this, having the, the honor to work with him. And he, he just told me, yeah, when we, when we arrived here, I was building posts with three persons. And there was all these stories. So it's like, it has been such a great uh, getting to know the company. I think, I I think you're now mentioned Tom that much that we have to invite him for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Tom, if like, you're listening, <laughs> it's like, I, I really, I think, yeah, I think, I think you should invite him. The way he has been working, I, I get the, I, I decided to give this talk because I, I have been working with him and I see the great job that we do in the presentation. But he's, he's even more shy than me, at least okay. on presenting. I say, come on, Tom, we really have to tell <laughs> this story. Yeah, you're, you're uh, triggering me with, with one thing. You said, okay, uh, to reflect and evaluate on your work. But what about the presentation you gave? Will there be an evaluation afterwards that they share with, we, with you so that you can improve your presentation after? Or do you know? Uh, well, after the Spaces Summit, uh, I was able to talk to some of my colleagues. And so I hope that uh, at DevOps there will also be some people in the, in the audience that I know and Usually that's a, a good source of feedback. And then, uh, of course, the, the scariest thing is to, uh, to watch back uh, the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is there also a, 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 a more formalized uh, evaluation form that attendees are asked to fill out and that's shared with you? Do you know that? or? Uh, yeah, well, from what I know from DevOps, you were uh, able to, uh, to vote with your phone and uh, answer uh, some basic questions. And yeah, it will be nice to see how so, that goes. Yeah. Uh, previous uh, previous execution of this presentation was uh, was well received, so uh, I hope I can can interest some more people. Yeah, cool. Okay, back to Paul. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, but before that, of course, do you also have like rehearsals or in the in the preparation, or how does that work for you? I'm still curious about that. Yeah, um, I mean, I I've been. Uh, my my wife is probably sick of this presentation. By now. <laughs> uh, she can do it better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you know. I mean, well, that would be the goal at least yeah. if it, if she if she was able to sink in that much. But uh, uh, I am actually doing a formal dry run, and I th it's more or less open. It's uh, a week from this Friday, so the weekend right before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know, yeah, Leon and uh, Rohir and other folks who've been working in and around the stuff I've uh, will be talking on will will be there. So it'll be yeah. nice to get an initial. Uh, yeah, just an initial round of feedback from yeah. from colleagues before before bringing it to the the real deal. Are you uh, Rene? Will you also have like something like that? Uh, yeah, maybe we'll uh, organize something. And um, I think uh, a good tip could be that uh, the people that uh, like evaluate your dry run, they do not need to be experts. It's better if they are not like not really aware of the matter, but they can just see uh, how your presentation is going. Uh, Either slides mm -hmm. like following up well or, uh, yeah, this kind of this uh, basically the meta thing of the pre presenting itself is, uh, yeah, so it's I guess, more important than the technical matter because, yeah, um, I should already know that. Yeah, and it's not, not it shows more about the, the way you presented the stuff that you know than about stuff that you know, then that's what you're really looking for feedback on that one, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay. Phil, uh, Ro? Yeah, I have been rehearsing, it's like, on the technique, because uh, a colleague wanted to make a presentation, so I told her, okay, let's prepare the presentation together on the technique, 
And I, I think I have like some like five rehearsals. I start first with the team because they're the ones that we know. Then I ask other people, I give you cake, and then you come to listen to my talk. That's yeah, main incentive, right? Takes huh? <laughs> a very important incentive. Yeah, actually, actually, <laughs> work it. And, and then next week, tomorrow we have another one with more people, management and architects. And next week we have uh, the tech lab. Uh, I, I, I made my rehearsals inside out. So mm -hmm. I start with the people that is close to me and know about the subject, and I start making it with okay. people that is not in, in the subject, and then I start putting it bigger and bigger. That's how we do it. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so the it, time is almost there, the, the 4th of November, of course. So uh, it's good that you're already in the rehearsal rounds. So let's go to the closing round as well for this uh, podcast. Uh, to summarize for our listeners, can you share your most important takeaway with us? Start with Raul. <laughs> or, okay, or you still I'll, I'll take over. So uh, <laughs> I think my main point would be uh, don't drag yourself down. Your idea is never too specific or too broad. You should just uh, try it out and see how it goes. Because uh, I've been doubting presenting quite some time. But uh, in the end, it turns out that if you already know a lot about the subject, then it's worth sharing because then you you're are the expert for the other 90% of the population. Cool. cool. Yeah, um, presentations are a great way to uh, yeah, refine yourself as a professional or mm -hmm. whatever the subject matter is. And, uh, and then also, uh, yeah, collaborate. Just kind of it's an open invitation for collaboration because you present an idea and then, yeah, you might get a – an email, a tweet, uh, conversations after. And uh, I know for me, I've, I've learned quite a bit from others just walking up to and sitting in presentations. So yeah, in summary, just the, the, the refinement of, of your expertise and the ability to kind of uh, implicitly collaborate with, with others in the field. Cool. And I think my takeaway will be like, I believe what we were two saying is like, you don't have to be an expert to be giving presentation. Giving presentation is what actually makes you the expert because you are the one telling others how that could be done or should be done. So to become an expert, you have to give the presentation. That's what makes you the expert. Yeah, I, I, I realize I'm thinking about it because when I was on this stage I, I, and I was preparing for it, I realized, okay, people come to the room, so I must be the expert. But actually, yeah, it's more what you say. You're... Yeah, you're standing there. You are the expert uh, because you do the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you prepare well, then of course you know uh, you know your story, etc. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Tom, Raoul, and Rene for sharing your stories with us. And um, yeah, have a great presentation at DevOx. Thank you. 2019 with all the people in front of you. Thank you. But, uh, I'm sure with all the, the things you shared, you, you will manage. So have fun as well. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others, like the one Gene uh, was in, and subscribe to our feed. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for TechLab, and subscribe. And if you really liked it, please leave a nice review. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun. <laughs>